I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice Worst microphones. Trade of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million. And I came to realize. These guys are funny. And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, and folks, is a some fidget of the best spare. gamblers I've come to know. If you're betting on USC and or TCU, let it be known, you are a square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night. Now, I hate to hear that. Tomorrow when we afternoon. come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU. Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey, run that track. outside of the studio so there's just spilled cured coffee everywhere so that's good so i gotta clean that once this show's over but guys welcome in it was a great off the bench elliot jacob casey paul's using the restroom elliot and jacob how are you guys doing i'm good how was your two beer tuesday Reed? two beer tuesday was fantastic they do a little thing at municipal brew works called singo um they play different music and you got you got your bingo card with different songs i don't you ever played singo i have not no so it's exactly what it sounds like they you get a card a bingo card with different songs on it and they play the songs and if your song comes up you first off you got to recognize that that's the song because i mean different music and stuff like that it's a very popular little game beautiful little tuesday elliot how are you i'm great i'm great Reed. It's, a, it's, a, it's a great day to be here in hamilton i think you know last night i, I was going to join you for two beer tuesday because i've seen that last so when i drive home i see that building whenever you were at there and I was, I, I, I've always wondered what they do in there, because I, I think I've seen like a food truck. They have food trucks up there? Yeah, it's a brewery, yep. Okay, so I like that. I, that, used, I, that used to be the city building. Go ahead. Two Beer Tuesday. Two Beer Tuesday, I'll be here one day. Yeah, they just uh, committed a multi-million dollar, um, whatever you want to call it, renovation to that whole building. It's going to be, I think, a Hilton. Oh. And it's going to have a rooftop event center. And uh, the brewery's going to get an expansion on the indoors. Not just good. Right now, it's just literally where they brew the beer in the tanks. Um, and they come on out. I think uh, Chatterbox Sports has free beers there. They have a pay pour it forward. And I think I put some Chatterbox Sports beers in there paid by me. So if you guys ever want to stop really? in there, get a beer. Yeah, free beers. Yes. You just got to get around. Just, around. just got to get around. All right. Uh, guys, let's get this show on the road. Um, so yesterday was the all-star game. Nationally finally won. Shout out Paul. Bet one, right? Let's go, baby. The they National League. At some point they had to do it. At some point they had to win. They couldn't lose forever. I didn't even have a Twitter account the last time they won. 2012? You didn't have, when, when did you when did you I, launch your chat your, your it Twitter was an, it was I went back and looked. It was August of 2012. It was like a month after. Mm. But still. Last time that the National League won the All-Star game? 
The Cincinnati Reds won the National League Central. Just saying. Just saying. Mm. Something to think about. Mm. I launched my Twitter in December of 2009. We had a fun little day going through some old Reed Mouse tweets. High school Reed was a wild child. It's a wild child. But uh, does any other sport... I. Because we're all National League guys in here. I don't. Were we all rooting for the National League yesterday? I think uh, I Jacob imagine, was. Yeah. I, and Elliot, you were. You did you have a bet on the American League though? I did not. I did not. I did not. Okay. Did not, no, so I was rooting for the National League. Okay. Does any other sport? Do all sports have as much pride in the league? Because you know, being a being a Cubs fan, you guys are Reds fans. You you take pride in the All Star game and like, oh, the National League. Let's win one. I've only won three times in my lifetime. Now four. Does any other sport have a have a similar pride? Like, does the NBA East versus West? Is there any pride? Because they don't even do the East West in the All Star game no, anymore. No, is there? Is it? Is there pride in the fact that like the East won the the NBA championship? No. No. I mean, most of the time, at least in football, I'm rooting for the NFC team in the Super Bowl if the Bengals aren't in it. Like, I'm not rooting for the Chiefs. I'm not rooting for the Steelers or the Patriots. So I think baseball is really the only sport where you align with the teams you play more often. What about like college football? Conferences is the only thing that I would say is close because like you see SEC fans pull for the SEC, Big Ten fans pull for the Big Ten, but that's that's about the only thing that I would say is close to the NLAO. Yeah, college is unique in that. Like if you know, being a Xavier fan, like you want to see the Big East have success because there's a little right. bit of pride because it it showers on your own team then, right? Because then you're like, all right, my, the conference that we play in is one of the best. Same with college football, but. As, a for, as for the pros, the only time that I've even come close was Trace had a shtick in here back when Box Lunch started, just always saying that the NFC was better than the AFC. And I constantly was being home. I was like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? Look at the quarterbacks in it. So I, I had a little affinity for the AFC this year, even though it was the Chiefs that beat the Bengals in the AFC championship. I, I've gotten the, the title as the Patrick Mahomes slappy around here. I just don't like when people act like Patrick Mahomes isn't the best quarterback in the league. I was just I was wondering if the any other professional sport has pride. And I wonder if that's going to go away because part of the pride was the fact that like they played different differently, right? I mean, the NL had the pitcher, the AL had the DH. So there's a bit of that pride, but that's been going on for Longer than even what the DH was introduced in 1973, I think, is when the designated hitter was introduced. So I'll be interested to see if that continues on now. And we, we've talked about it on off the bench. We've talked about it here. Now that the schedule has changed, not just for interleague play, but you play every team every single season. So you got to wonder if that's going to go away. Everyone was making the point that they want to see the All-Star game mean more back when it used to determine who got home field advantage in the World Series. I don't need one game in the middle of July between two leagues to determine who gets home field advantage. It just is what it is. However much stock you put in the All-Star game is just is what it is. I think it's a, I think it's the best All-Star game among sports because I think, it, I think it pretty definitively is. Everyone talks about the NHL has a great All-Star game, but I don't need it to determine anything more than just a little bit of pride between the leagues. Let me ask you guys a question. The All-Star Game came back here in 2015, and it was tickets were incredibly expensive. I went to the Home Run Derby. I think you went to the yeah. Celebrity Softball Game and the Futures Game, which was day one, right? It goes yes. that game, then it goes Home Run Derby, then it goes the actual All-Star Game. So the question I'm going to propose is the Reds are currently in first place in the National League Central. Would you rather have tickets to 
the entire All-Star Weekend, regardless of where it is. So Seattle this year. I don't. Where, where is it next year? Anyone know off the top of their head? I don't. I know the, the Cubs might get it like in 2025. Would you rather have tickets the entire All-Star Weekend, make a full week trip out of it, whatever you want? Or would you rather go to, say, two home National League Divisional Series games for the Cincinnati Reds? Is that a no-brainer? No yeah, I don't think that's a question. Okay. okay, what about the whole All-Star Weekend or just one home game, one playoff I game? I also don't yep. think that's a question. Yep. Uh, I would rather go to the All-Star game than, like, game two. Yeah, I'm not asking, like, game five. I'm not asking the first game. I'm saying, like, just game, game two, which could not, could not determine. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll take the All-Star. And it's the whole weekend. I'm talking yeah, yeah. home I'll run take, derby, the yeah, whole event. I'll take yeah, that. I think, like, if you're, ask, that. if you're asking me if I'd rather go to an entire home – Entire All-Star weekend or one NLDS game, unless it's game five, I think I'm taking the All-Star weekend. Yeah. So am I. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the home playoff game. I am, I'm with Jacob. 100%. Uh, very, very easily. Yeah. I mean, the, that stadium's electric on a Friday night against the Braves in the middle of June. Like, yeah. what's it going to be an NLDS game one, game two, game three? It doesn't matter. Like, that'll be the most fun game of the decade in Great American Ballpark. I would like to know the monetary value because, I mean, obviously everything has, has raised pricing. Um, I think the All-Star package back in 2015 was like, my home run derby ticket was like 150 bucks, and it wasn't in the outfield. So I think the whole All-Star weekend was probably like 500 bucks or something like that. I wonder what a whole All-Star weekend package costs now. And I wonder, in the last time that the Reds had a home playoff game that you could go to was 2012. And you could get tickets for like 40, 50 bucks, right? I remember high school kids that I was going with, like going to the game because they were they, they that low. I, I remember my friends that did not have jobs and like they they just left school and were like, hey, we got cheap tickets, let's go. Interesting. I don't remember them being that low. I I because I, I remember that series. I know we maybe they sold out too quick or something, but I I know I tried to go to that series and I couldn't go. So I, I wonder I wonder if if fifty dollars would be insane. If I got a fifty dollar playoff ticket. Right now, I would be over the moon. Alex, the moon. Alex Wallace says he got a ticket for ten dollars in twenty twelve for the All Star game for for Game Five. That's crazy. Wow. Wild. What do you think you'd go for now? Speculating it, this season with the team being as bad as they are, I mean, shoot, you can't even get in this weekend for like less than forty or fifty dollars. I bet you could. I bet you, you can if you buy it off the site, yeah, right? They're not sold out on yeah, the site. I four yeah, four tickets upper level last night. Yeah, they were oh. probably ten bucks off on the site. Yeah, yeah. I. I don't know. My guess would be probably somewhere. You could probably get a standing room for eighty or ninety bucks, maybe. You're still thinking it's. Under I think 100? you could get in. For I think you could find your way into the stadium for less than a hundred. I don't know if you're going to be able to see much. I would imagine the ticket prices for a playoff game mirror the ticket prices of the concert games, if I had to guess. I, Obviously, without the. Concert. I don't think you're getting in for less than a hundred right now. Not with the hype on this team. I think, respectfully, Bobby and C are just trying to cash a check right now. So I think. I think they are going to get all of this is all the season's worth with those tickets. I think a hundred dollars minimum. For what it's worth, the, the the ticket prices won't be determined by. I mean, they really won't right. be determined no, by Bobby. No, it, that's but, a that's a that's a classic demand and supply thing. But Bobby and Philly C, they'd probably start at like fifty. Like if you yeah, bought them like straight from the Reds, they're probably like, you know, top of the deck, fifty bucks or something like that. And it just depends on. What it costs from there on out. I, I think I'm with Elliot. I can't imagine nowadays a ticket for whatever the home playoff game, whether it be the wild card round or the NLDS, being under $100. I truly can't. If they are, I've never, have you guys, you went to a Nats. I've been to game. a Nats. I went to the Nats NLDS. Yeah, it was cool. I, I, I would was still. Was that when they played the Cubs? No, they played the Dodgers. They won that game. 
Back it was a fun. They lost the series, but they won the game. It was fun. Yeah, they hit a late home run. Crowd was great. Kind of a cool October day. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was a day game, which I I would love to go to a night game. Um, yeah, I'd rather go to game five, obviously, than the All-Star game. But having been to an NLDS game before, and I've never been to an All-Star game or event. I was, I was here in the city in 2015, but I didn't go to the game. I didn't go to the home run derby. I wasn't really a part of any of that. So I think, I think the all-star stuff would be kind of cool. Yeah. Have you guys ever been to a, a playoff baseball game? Yeah. I went to one, I forget which game it was, but I went to one when it was here and against when the Giants in 2012. When you were a kid. Right? Yeah. And then yeah. I went to Colorado for the home run derby and all-star game, whatever that was two years ago. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I have, awesome. not, I have not, and I want to, it's a dream. I go to a lot of Reds games every year, so I would be a big, big, big check. I think it's a pretty common take that football is is a better in terms of the viewing experience is better on TV than right. it is at the stadium. Now, obviously, you don't get the atmosphere and stuff like that. I've never been. I've been to a Notre Dame football game, but they played Georgia Tech. I've never been to like Ohio State versus Michigan. I've never been to an SEC football game, so I've never like gotten the full crowd experience and yeah. everything like that, which is maybe why I have my takes against college football that I come, do. Come visit. I'll get you right. All right. Um, when does when does Zach Zach Bryan come to? He goes to Auburn, right? Uh, yeah, right. it's like two and a half hours away. All right, we can work that I saw, out. I saw that picture. I saw that picture. Spitting image. Spitting image. Yeah, it looked just like. You guys like, are related. You guys yeah. are related. You and Zach Bryan. What's What's funny is is part of the reason I started listening to him is like you know the little Spotify image like when yeah. I started listening to him back in 2019 2020, I was like this is a this guy kind of looks like me. That <laughs> <laughs> literally was like part of the reason. It's like this guy like not not obviously not one for one, but I mean we definitely both got blonde hair, both thicker build guys. Like we we look we looked alike, so that's part of the reason I started listening to him. But that was a that was a fun day. Just literally snuck in the back. The first thing. I have a video of meeting Zach Bryan. Um, my wife and her friends kind of um, flirted with the, the fiddle player in the band. And <laughs> the fiddle player like was like, you want to meet Zach? And they're like, yeah, sure. And we just like tagged along. And there's a video of this. And the first thing out of my wife's mouth, the second that Zach Bryan comes out, is a complete and utter lie. I mean, Zach comes out, hey, fellas, or, and stuff like that. And she, she just blurts out, we danced to to one of your songs at our wedding. We did it. We literally just <laughs> did it. And then he asked, "What songs you dance to?" And I mean, you could just see the gears turning in her head. Just uh, Godspeed. Just threw threw a song out there. It's just the first the first words that she said to Zach Bryan were an absolute and utter lie. But you know, is what it is. We tried to do the exact same thing the last time we saw him. He's a, he's a bit more famous now. Yeah. It was it wasn't like trying to sneak in the back of Bogarts. It's it's a bit. It's a bit harder to go see Zach Bryan now. All right, let's do the Immaculate Grid. Brian B's always asking for it. Casey, are you are you ready to roll on that? In two seconds. All right. Man, Mouse Cop said Zach Bryan is mid. Yeah, that's the, maybe it's one tough. of the worst takes he's had. That's he's tough. had some bad ones. I will go to the Reds game if they make the postseason, for what it's worth. I've oh, never been to a postseason. Go. I would absolutely, absolutely go. All right, Elliot, starting with you. Any former Reds that fit? fit? <laughs> yep, yep, Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto. Yeah, Johnny Cueto. I would love Marlins, to see White Sox, Casey. Marlins, White Sox. I would love to see geographical percentages. I think we've got another former Red in the White Sox, Arizona Diamondbacks. Adam Don? Yeah, the donkey. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I did. 
is Johnny. 14 percenter. All right, put Adam Dunn in the, the White Sox Diamondbacks. What do you want? Adam Dunn. D-U-N-N. -N. For uh, Mariners Diamondbacks, I did Justin Upton. Y'all going to make me lose my mind. Upton here, Upton <laughs> here. Justin Upton, low-key, was on pace for 3,000 hits and then just stopped. Very much so. Like, he was, like, like 20, he was 30 years old with, like, 2,000 hits and then yeah. just... Went away. Yep. Didn't play anymore. Uh, Jose Abreu would fit in the White Sox Rookie of the Year. Are there any I other... I can't think of another one. I mean, there's got to be a classic one. Did A-Rod win Seattle? I mean, I know Ichiro won Seattle Rookie of the Year. Julio Rodriguez won Rookie Kyle of Lewis. the Year. Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis is not going to get Kyle more than 10%. Kyle Lewis two years ago. Have they won back-to-back back Rookie of the Years? Yep. Kyle Lewis and Julio. Julio. For the Mariners? Yeah, do yes. Kyle Lewis. Is Kyle Lewis hurt right now? I, have I don't no know. They're not very good. How do you spell it? K-Y-L-E. Lewis. Well, the last name. L-E-W-I-S. Okay. Uh, Marlins 100 RBI season. Marcelo Zuna. Going with Marcel. Going with Marcel. All right. Marcelo Zuna for Marlins 100 RBI I season. I yell it's wrong on that one. I got. I played this grid last night. I got one person. What was it again? I'm sorry. <laughs> go get. Go get. I'm so bad at this. What uh, was it? Marcel. Ozuna. Okay, I got it. Yep. I got one. Take that. Luis Gonzalez for the Diamondbacks 100 RBI season. Yeah. I mean, we could do like Paul Goldschmidt. I did Goldschmidt. That's not. Goldschmidt. Let's do Luis Gonzalez. Let's do. Uh, shout out. Or Jake Lamb. Luis Gonzalez? Yep. Man, was that a 40 percenter? Yep. Jake Lamb would have been better. Uh, been go to the uh, 100 RBIs Rookie of the Year, bottom right corner there. Uh, what about current Cub, Cody Bellinger? Did he have 100 RBIs as a rookie? We're going to find out. Are we going to put this in? Let's, let's. Are we going to look it up first? I already put it in. He's oh, already, it's in there. Also. It's, it's in, in there. there. What's the percentage on that? That was a Three. good one. That was a good one. Did Ryan Howard get 100 RBIs as a Does it need to be 100 RBIs he did not. in your rookie season? Or is it Didn't you say you put Ryan Braun in there and It shot it back to me on my phone. Hmm. All right. Uh I Has there been any other White Sox rookie of the year than Jose Abreu? I will tell you there have been 6 White Sox rookie of the years. Okay. I will no longer answer this question. I'm looking it up. <laughs> Sean says Ozzie Guillen. I mean, correct. Are we going with Ozzie? Ozzie did win. Go Ozzie. Ron Kittle. I'm looking this. Just just pumping this along as I get down there. Yeah, go, go ahead and put Ozzie in there. All right. Uh, we need a Marlin Mariner. There's no former Red we can fit in there. Um, not that I'm thinking of. Dylan Floro didn't play for the Mariners, did he? Let's try and find. Did did Luis Castillo? No. Play for the Mariners? Yeah. Oh, for that the, would absolutely work. Luis Castillo. Would Lu Luis work. Castillo. Yeah, put in Luis Castillo. Luis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, he didn't play for the Marlins. 
Luis Castillo played for the Marlins. Did not play for the Mariners? He's, he's on the Currently Mar on the Mariners. He's on the Mariners. And we traded for him from the Marlins. How is that not? He didn't play a game for the Marlins, I don't think. Did he? We're talking about different Luis Castillos. I'm oh. talking Luis Castillo that played on the Marlins in like 2003. Oh, no. See, yeah. I, see that's what. That's where see, we that's were. Why, that's, that's why you were wrong. And now we're not immaculate because of yeah, it. Yeah, because of you. Mm. Sergio Roma would have fit. Now I said, does Luis Castillo work? And he said he absolutely works. But you, he, we, he played up. We traded for him from the Marlins, and he's currently a Mariner. Oh, man. Tough. But this is brutal. He must have never made it to the majors. We were talking about different Luis Castillos. I was talking about the better one. <laughs> All right, let's do uh, – we haven't done this in a while. I feel like All-Star break is a good time to pump in. Buy or sell. This is going to be about your beloved Cincinnati and Reds. All right, guys. Buy or sell. Chat, chime in along with this. Jacob, this team can win the division with the roster it currently has. Oh, buy. 100% buy. Buy, buy, buy! I think if every <laughs> – if all things stay the same across the division, I'm taking the Reds for sure. Um, I don't know. I feel like this lineup showed they can produce with lackluster pitching and, you know, probably can just eke it out down the line. I don't, don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be. But you say that they do have a good it, enough it roster to done. win the National yes. Central. Elliot, you going against it? I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy. I think. <laughs> uh, I, I think the Reds, I think the Reds can win. I, I do. I don't know what the, what do you think the magic number is going to be? That was my question. 91. If they go yeah. one game under 500 for the rest of the season. That's 85 wins. I don't think that does it. You don't think 85 wins does I it? I think it absolutely You think does. 85 does yeah. it? I think 80, yeah, 85. I think 85 is, I don't know if it does it, but that's, but that's right, right, right there. Like 85 to 88, I think. Wins I do is. not think the NL Central winner has 90 wins. I'll put it that way. Okay. What do they got to do to, to, to 90 wins or 18 games? You're on pace for 89 and a half right now. Okay, so I was like, they got to exactly equally go yeah. nine games over. Uh Paul, you think this team can win the division with the roster it currently has? I do. I think the Reds win this division by three or four games. Bye, bye, bye! I do. I, nice. I'm buying this. I think – I don't think that this is – you know, Tracy Jones thinks they're going to win it running away. I don't know if they're going to win it running away. Um, but I, I, I do. I, I think they win this division by three or four games. I, I think you go into the last week of the season and you're feeling really good about yourself and maybe you get it, get, get it at home there in that last home series. Um, I do. I'm buying this. Casey? Any, buy, buy, buy. any different? Okay. Love it. You know, the thing about those Cincinnati Reds are they absolutely, with the way that they're currently playing, can win the division. And don't have to add any pieces. The only concern, and I've been saying this for a while now, because maybe it's just me wanting to, as a Cubs fan, justify what's been going on with the Cincinnati Reds over the past two months, but... You got Spencer Sear with an OPS plus of 121. You got Matt McClain with a 129. You got Will Benson, 131. TJ Friedel, 120. Jake Fraley, 120. Ellie De La Cruz, 130. Like, they're all playing incredibly well. All of these young pieces. Is it rational or if not even logical to assume that at some point they're going to slump collectively and we've seen pieces of you know a, a bad series here a bad series there from from different players but a collective slump is that logical to think that that's going to happen at some point they are rookies this does happen with nearly every rookie that's ever come played major league baseball that they had a bad month here or there i don't know this team can win the division so i guess that answers the question that i initially posed so 
a lot of been talk has been said about Cincinnati Reds and what they can do at the trade deadline to enhance the team. We already asked the question, can they win the division with the current roster they have? The best two additions that the Cincinnati Reds can make in the next month are Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo. Buy or sell. Them coming back to the team. I'll buy that. Buy, buy, buy! Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I think Nick Lodolo struggled this season. I, I know large part due to injury, but I, I, and I certainly the depth would help the starters and it would help the bullpen ultimately as well. But I don't think those two make or break this season. I'm going to sell it. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think those two, do we have a sell effect? Do we have a sell, sell, sell. Still Jim Cramer. <laughs> uh, no, Mad but I, I think those two certainly help the team. One million percent, they obviously help this team. However, I don't think this season depends on them getting back. I don't. I think they've, the, the, the Reds have proven that they do not need them to win games. They just don't. They haven't been winning because of their starters this year. I don't think two starters would help them. Those two starters specifically would lower or high or um, help me lower. Raise the ceiling. Raise. Thank you. Do you think there's Damn. a better starter out there that we can add than either of those two? Yeah, guys? that's, that's essentially the question. So. That's, what I mean. that's essentially the question that I'm asking is like, is there someone better that you can get than Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green that the Reds will actually go after? Like, I think these are the best two additions that they can, that they're going to get. Yeah. I, I, I think there could be, I certainly think, I think, like, guys for Oakland, I think J.P. Sears, Paul Blackburn, I think those guys would be better than Nick Lodolo was this season. So I would think certainly Lucas Giolito. I'd take Lucas Giolito. I, the injury stuff is concerning. The injury stuff is concerning. So I don't know. You're banking on them being healthy, and they have yet to be healthy in their careers. Paul, any varying opinions? Uh, I, I go back and forth on this one because I'm with you guys where I say that I don't I, I would lean to sell this, but I also don't know who else you're going to go out and get. And, uh, I mean, you could make an argument here that the, the next two weeks of this season are far and away the most important two weeks of the season because it's going to dictate what the rest of the division does on July 31st. And if they figure out that they can go out and get somebody, whoever that is, then – maybe these guys aren't the most important pieces, but if the Brewers kind of sell a little bit or whatever happens, happens with the rest of the division, uh, then maybe having a Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, who I hate to say it, but would be more reliable than at least a Dream Weaver. Correct. But I think, I mean, like Nick Lodolo's ERA is like seven something and Hunter's is maybe below four right now. Yeah, a little close. bit. They're both on pace to come back in early August, correct? Right. That's, I mean, again, I, that's what's being reported. Who knows? Right. But, yeah. Their biggest asset to us would be depth, and it would help guys in the bullpen take breaks. It would help our other, the other starters take breaks. We can move some of the, the, new, the now starters to the bullpen. I think that is the most important part of those two. I don't think it's necessarily their great pitching because I don't think they have been great yet. So but, you don't think that there's going to be a major improvement in the starting rotation with them two coming back? No, I don't think so. I think I think Brandon Williamson is doing. You're you're taking out Luke Weaver, right? Like the, and those ben are two for Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green. Like that's that's a Nick, Nick, improvement. But Nick Lodolo has been horrible this season. Horrible. In how many starts when he's battling a, a leg? I'm just I wanted never... toward Nick Lodolo. How many starts did he have before he got I, hurt? I, I, like I, I, 10, 12, somewhere around there. And four of the starts were absolutely fantastic. Right. And the other six starts were Dream Weaver. Correct. I nice. I, I think I don't know. I just think I, I think that our season does not depend on those two. It really doesn't. Not 
I, I again depth, 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 depth. Right now, the bullpen is going through it. Starters are going through it. So we'll see what happens. But those two have not pitched well enough to say they make or break this season. I'm close to selling on the Reds adding a starting pitcher at all. So that's my that they are the best addition that we can realistically have, in my opinion, to the rotation. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, I I think I'm I think I'm biased. I I I have come 180 on my take about the the Cincinnati Reds and what they need to do to bolster their starting rotation. In that, the best thing that can happen for them right now is getting Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo healthy. Those guys come back right around the time that the trade deadline happens. And what would look better to this starting rotation than then getting the two young pieces that we before the season thought were going to be the crux of the team? Getting them back, throwing six innings a night. You're getting them back after injuries, though, right? So I think I don't know how healthy they will be. I don't know how, how good to go they'll be because I assume the Reds will be rushing them back, obviously, to try to help the team. So I don't know. 34 innings, 24 earned runs for Nick Lodolo this season. Lower ERA than Dreamweaver. Still better than Luke Weaver. It's true. Like, that's what we're talking about. It's just market improvements. Like, you're just getting better at, even if it's pitcher four and pitcher five, it's still improving the rotation. For what it's worth, you know, he gave up 24 earned runs this season, and 14 of them came in two starts. Back-to-back starts, he gave up eight runs and six runs over the course of eight and two-thirds innings. Other was, than that, was was fairly good. He was great the year before. Right. And Hunter Green, I think, has been, I mean... He's been the, very good. He's the been the very idea good. that Hunter Green doesn't vastly... Imp- they're, they're, I might argue, I don't know, besides bringing in Shohei Otani or, or Shane Bieber, that there's a better arm on the market to come back to a team than Hunter Green. I completely agree with that. Right, I, he, He's better than Lucas Giolito this season. I don't know how that number's in front of me, but it feels like that. That's just, just gut. Oh, well. You have to add in the fact that what are you giving up for you know the pitchers right. that are actually that better matters. than Hunter Green and Nick Lodola? Like, there's not many of them, like we just said. So you got to think the price is way too high. I mean, do we really want to make a Tyler Malley trade again? Like, set this team back years and years? I don't know. Lucas Giolito has a three four five ERA. What's Hunter Green? Not three four five. All right, fair enough. All right, Casey, did you have a did you have a take either way on this? Bye bye bye. Yeah, Love. I mean, if you want my honest opinion, I mean, I want your gonna, honest opinion. Don't give me your dishonest opinion. It's it's not going to make or break the team, but it is the best case scenario for the team. Um, getting both those guys back early August would, would uh, like you said, Elliot, just give the relief that they need. I think Hunter Green is a solid starter, and I think Nick Lodolo is a solid starter. I mean, he was leading the league in strikeouts before he got hurt. I don't know if people remember that. And he was he was doing solid, like you said, for the first four games. It's not his fault that he gets hurt. So I think it's a big deal that they come back. I think that's the best that they can do. Jonathan India is a Cincinnati Red on August 1st. I'm going to buy. Okay. Buy, buy, buy. That made Elliot so happy. No, I don't want him to be. I hope he's not. But I think he will be. I think it's is this a classic case of the Cincinnati Bengals? <laughs> and like, you're just like, there could be a move, but at the end of the day, is there going to be a move? I, I don't think there's a pitcher on the market realistically that Jonathan India can get you back that's worth it at the trade deadline. I think you move him in the offseason. I think Jonathan India is a red on August right, 1st. Bye-bye. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to begin to wonder what the Reds are even going to do at the deadline. 
Yeah. Nothing. Like we talk so much about, oh, they need pitching. Oh, they could do this with a flip. Pick one of the prospects that they feel like is the most expendable and maybe go out and get something huge for them. I mean, I'm beginning to wonder if the Reds just kind of stand pat and let the rest of the division try and make a move. I mean, we've already brought this up, but is it rational to think that they pull the Baltimore Orioles and like sell? Still, like, 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 Jonathan India would be a selling. Like, he wouldn't be a Jonathan India for a starting pitcher. It'd I mean, be like, Jonathan India for a prospect. I, I feel like it's much more realistic that that happens where you see on August 1st, you know, Jake Fraley, Tyler yep. Stevenson, and Jonathan India are all on different teams. I wouldn't be shocked by that. Yeah, I, I don't Mick, know. Mick I don't know. Mixes Senzel in there too. There, there's just so many questions what right is, now. What is Senzel's market? Everyone talks about Nick Senzel. Senzel has no. Sen- but Senzel hits like 130 against right-handed pitching and like 400 against lefties. So like what Nick's, kind of value does that add? Right, Nixon's Nixon's. Everyone talks about Nick Senzel. I mean, he, he's two. His batting average is 238. On base percentage 310. He's slugging 381. Nick Nick Senzel can't get you shit. Yeah, not one thing. No. Not one thing. I, the issue I have with the, the Jonathan India thing is I don't know where the roster will be. We have three catchers right now. We can't have three catchers come playoff time. True. I, I think Noel V. Marte, if he's good enough, he's going to come up. We have Encarnacion Strand, who I don't understand why he's not up yet. So I, I think with those two guys, if those two guys are definitely coming up, then you have to look to trade Jonathan India because Jonathan, Jonathan India can't play over those guys. If India doesn't if Noelvi is not ready yet and India does go with the trade deadline, I don't think we have a big issue because Spencer Steer can play a pretty solid third base. Correct. You can make, mix Nick Senzel in there. You have the middle infield of the future. You know, rotate through Steer and Votto and hopefully CES at first. And I don't think Noelvi Marte is absolutely crucial in the trading Jonathan India conversation, even though that's the guy he's, you know, blocking in theory. No, but with Encarnacion Strand and him, that's two spots Correct. now. Correct. You're taking away Casali or Maley. One of them has to go. One of those spots has to be the third catcher. Um, so you think you think the three catcher thing has to stay? If the Tyler Cubbies Stevenson, in 2015, 2016 did it. If Tyler Stevenson is on your team, you need two other catchers. That's the issue right now. Okay. All right. Is that not true? He can't catch. He yeah, can't, can't catch. It's true. It's true. And, and like Jacob Cubbies said, I think four catchers if you count Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob said yesterday. Um, that Tyler Stevenson's bat isn't warranting, you know, to be that poor as a defensive catcher as he is, and he's right. So I don't know what the plan is for Tyler Stevenson. I think Chucky Robinson has been playing better down in AAA. I think I. Why do you laugh at Chucky Robinson, man? Chucky Robinson's done done everything right. He just plays the game the right way. It's an objectively funny name. Chucky. <laughs> Chucky Robinson. I. But anyway, but like Tyler. Sounds like a jazz Tyler, player. Tyler Stevenson right now is the least valuable player on this team outside of Maley and. Uh, Whatever his face. Now, in Stevenson's last 15 games, he's hitting up at 304. So, if, if maybe he needs the all-star break, you take but a it's good slap, and Even that, I, I love that, but it's, slap, it's weak hits, it's slap hits. If he can catch, then that's fine. Correct, but he can't. Correct. So, I don't know. I don't think the three-catcher thing can work in the postseason, but we'll see. What was the question? I was just going to say, Jonathan <laughs> India only has 40 points higher on the slugging percentage than Tyler Stevenson. So that's interesting. I mean, Tyler Stevenson has seven home runs. I mean, he's on pace for what? Would that be like 15 home runs as a catcher? Yeah. It's not well, he's, nothing. He's, he's DH. He's DH. Right. So. That's, that's correct. That is, that is not good. Right. That is not good. We got Kirby in here. I think I – no, no Kirby. All right, final question I got for you. Reds fans can be upset with the season if the Reds don't win the division. I'll buy that. 
All right, here we go. I was fishing a little bit. That's where I'm putting my line of disappointment. And I think that does change if we get through the trade deadline and we don't make any moves. Or if these Lodolo and Hunter Green injuries linger into mid to late August. I think that could be, that could change. But right now, I I don't see any reason why. I mean, Tom says it every day on the show that the nine guys the Reds are walking out there every day are the best in the division by far. Like, it's just, it's just the, it's just the rotation. And by far. You can't win with a rotation like this, but in this division, you might be able to. So I think that's where I'm putting my line for disappointment. Yeah, I think, again, somewhere along the line, Reds fans kind of got warped where it's all about the rebuild, it's all about the process. But you have to buy the fact that, you know, if, if they don't win this season, if they go on a 20-game lose streak here, it negates everything. I mean, it doesn't negate everything, but it negates a, a 90% of it, Right. I mean, it's, it's upsetting. It would be frustrating if the Reds go out and tank the rest of the year. Um, maybe not on their, maybe not trying to tank, but just they, they're not, maybe they weren't that good, right? So they were predicted 64 wins. They're going to crush that number. But at the same time, fans can be upset that their team is not succeeding when it comes to the playoffs. Bye, bye, bye! Yeah, I mean, I think you make a really good point where if the Reds were to tank out here and lose the division by eight to 10 games and finish nine games under 500, 10 games under 500. At this point, you would feel like every bit of goodwill that was built up over the last 35 days, maybe not as completely gone, but you'd feel like, all right, we did one step forward and three steps back. And on this day, July 12th, I would say I would be very disappointed if the Reds did not win the NL Central this year. But the Orioles situation from last year keeps playing in the back of my head where I was thinking the same thing about those guys when they were starting to call up all the, all the guys. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way they missed the playoffs with the way everything's going. And again, the AL, or the AL East was a lot better. But they were right there on the doorstep of it, just about even money to make the playoffs, and then fell off. And now they're having a great year. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed, though, if the Reds don't win the Central. I'm going to be very disappointed if the Reds don't win the Central. Would you be upset if the Reds started selling like the Orioles did then? They sell India. They sell Stevenson. They sell – let's say they sell Diaz. I know Reds fans love to well, if they sell, threaten if, to trade Diaz. If they sell India and they sell them for prospects and they don't make the postseason, does that make you feel better or worse? It makes me feel – well, I guess in that case, in that it'd case, make you feel better because you got something out of the season. Yeah. But then you could also like, did did we not make the postseason because Jonathan India? Yeah, that's true. Did the mood in the clubhouse change once we once you? I I know the clubhouse. I'm not saying because Jonathan India is a leader. I'm saying because the team sold, like that changes a mood in the clubhouse. Like it feels like the the organization isn't backing you right. when, when when you sell. So that's that's worth something. To be fair, that's what I want, Jonathan India. I want prospects. Like, I, I want higher level double A right. guys that are you know high ceilings instead mm. of a guy like a Lance Lynn or you know Lucas mm. Giolito. So let me let me ask this question then, because it seems like we all have the bar that that it'd be a disappointment at this point in time if the Reds don't win the division that you can be upset. If the Reds don't make a move, and the Reds don't win the division, like they stay put with the roster that they currently have. Are you guys okay with that? Are you are you okay? The Reds do not do anything, and they don't make the postseason. Because then you're going to be like, we should have we should have done something at the All Star break to make this team. Like, say the the starting pitching keeps doing terrible, 
and the bats go a little quiet and, for two weeks, and then next thing you know, you're out. So the best example of this is 2021. They were a bullpen away from making the postseason, I'd argue, and they didn't help the bullpen. They half-assed a trade for Justin Wilson and Luis Sessa. That was the only thing they did. This season, I would actually give Nick Crawl a pass to not make a single move just because of how far – and again, Reed, Reed's, Reed's mentioned it earlier – the regression's going to come for this team. It has to. It doesn't have to. It has to. But it, it seems logical it that it to. will. It has to. It, it, it never doesn't happen. Maybe the money ball A's that Reed loves. Um, <laughs> but I, I, think, I think, you know, Nick Kroll has made so many good moves. One starting pitcher does not propel this team into the postseason. Um, it, it helps. It helps a lot, right? An additional, an additional reliever, an additional eighth inning guy. It helps, a but it does A second left-hander. A second left-hander. You know, it helps, but it doesn't make it, ma it doesn't make or break. Similar to my opinion of Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, obviously you want them you want them to play, but it doesn't make or break anything with this season. A bullpen in twenty twenty one would have saved that season. It they didn't do it. They didn't help. They lost. Right? Injuries also plagued them, and I think we've the Reds have been pretty fortunate this year with injuries as well. So I outside of Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, I think, you know. I would be okay with Nick Crawl staying still and not making a move. Um, just because, I mean, it, it, it also depends what the lead is. If the Reds are three games back, five games back at that time, don't make a move, right? right. There's not a big chance. If you're six, seven games up, you have the pieces clearly, right? Don't make a move. The only move that would have to be made is if you're 500 and you have to make a decision right then or there, is it go time? And I don't know, I don't know if he'll make that call this year. And I'd be okay with it. I'm trying to wrap my brain around the mood of Cincinnati Reds fan, and that's why I'm asking you guys about what it would be like if the Reds sit on their hands, do nothing, which is, I think, almost what we've come to agreement that the Reds should do, or at least are, we think that they're going to do. I think the most likely move that the Reds do is trade Jonathan India before they keep Jonathan India and go out and get a starting pitcher. I, I, I don't know what's more likely. It seems more likely that they do the India thing. Somebody in the chat points out it's completely wild that one month of good baseball in June, the expectations to win the division. The difference is that the team in April and May was a different team than what happened in June. And now you have the team on the field that can win the division. April and May, right. you look at the opening day roster. Jason Vossler. That, that was not an NL Central winning roster. You call up Ellie, you call up Matt McClain, you call up all these guys. This is a NL Central contending, potentially winning, probably should winning roster that's the difference it's not so much that they just played one good month it's that they have played one good month and shown consistently series after series that they're showing different ways to win it would be nice if one of those different ways was through starting pitching it's not but so it goes it, the reds are showing right now that they are at least versatile enough to come back to win i mean it's it is right now like a surefire thing betting on the reds you just wait until the second or third inning they're going to be down, and then they're going to come back and win. That's how I've bet on the Reds <laughs> the last two weeks, Yep. and it just pays off damn near every night. And now here we are where, yes, I understand the one good month is what it is, but it's also because you have the roster that now you're going to contend with over the next th two, two and a half months. 
I, uh, AJ Worth says, Nick Crawl is going to acquire a pitcher for a great price. I can feel it. Can you imagine? We're, the Reds fandom is largely on the same train with each other because the Reds have been so electric over the past six months. But there's pockets and cracks in the armor where, you know, the Jonathan India discourse that happened a couple weeks ago. Stuff like that that you can kind of see both sides of an argument going at each other in one fan base. Can you imagine what would happen if the Cincinnati Reds, like, trade Novell Marte for a starting pitcher? I would pick it. Right, like, like there will be a half of like Novell Marte for Shane Bieber, just straight up. I'm just hypothetical. I don't know the values if that makes sense at all. I don't care. I'm just saying that half of the Reds fan base will be so excited, so excited that Shane Bieber is coming to the Reds, and then half the fan base will be losing their minds that they got rid of Novell Marte. I but Jacob, what if what if they win the World Series with that acquisition? If Shane Bieber, if Shane Bieber, well, yeah, that that I mean, okay, winning yeah. winning solves every issue. But that's but that's my issue. Like, you what if they don't? What yeah, if they what miss if, the postseason with Shane Bieber? A, but that, but you have to make a risk. You have to you have to risk it, right? Well, that's what we're saying. This is not our year to risk it. It's not. If it, if it were if it were to happen, and and we were to get to a World Series with Shane Bieber, and we were to lose the World Series, I still think it's worth it. If we no, were to if, get to a World if Series, you get to the World Series, you're right. You're right. No, you're right, Elliot. 100%. But but they can they can they can spin it back on you and say all right if you get Shane Bieber and lose Novell Marte and you don't make the postseason two years then people Bieber. can and we be, have Shane Bieber next year then then people can get rightfully pissed. But I see this is and this is I don't fault teams for trying to win now, and and I think that's kind of where that's kind of where it's lost on some fans where you trust the process trust the process. The Reds respectfully have failed at whatever process they have done for the last twenty five years, right? And again. Uh, you're basing uh, Nick Kroll has done a phenomenal job. I'm not saying he hasn't. Nick when did Nick Kroll take over? 2018. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Nick Kroll's process has worked phenomenal. It has. Right. It has. It has. The new guy. How many wins is that? He how many, signed how, the new guy. How many playoff series wins? His first move as executive of the Cincinnati Reds was to sign Matt Harvey, who was on crack. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yeah, uh, how many playoff series wins has Nick Kroll's process given us? We're just getting here. But this that, is the results of but the this process. Is what but this is June what I'm, was the result of But the this process. is what I'm talking about. How, when does the process work, right? Because right now it's working. When does why, can't we capi- why, can't, why can't you capitalize it? I, I think it'd be absolutely foolish to go all in this year. I think it's – listen, I'm not saying go all in. I just, may, I just had a take 10 minutes ago where I said it's okay if he doesn't no, make any move. But you're saying to trade no – There's but also saying, in the back of your mind having to remember that the Cardinals might not be this bad again next year. That's a point too. I, and I, I mean, think I, the, the, the central might not I, be as winnable as it is I this think year. The, I think the Cubs the might have are, a Japanese two-way player. I, nice True. Shohei to the Cubs. I think the Cubs will be better. I think the Pirates will be better. I think the Brewers will be the only team that regresses in the offseason. I'm just saying, if the process is so good and we trust the process, the process has evidently worked. There is clear evidence of that, and right now there is a very good chance to make some noise in the postseason. Why not take I, it? I don't think fans should be upset that they trade a prospect for a chance to win games. I disagree that there's a very good chance for us to make a run in the postseason. We do not have the pitching. We need at least. But if you got Shane Bieber, it would it would it would help that pitching. Oh, okay, yeah, I forgot we have Shane Bieber in the scenario. Well, we do. Well, that's the Noel point. Marte, which I just is also not the package fans, it would take fans, to Shane Bieber. Fans can't. What be I'm upset talking that about. We would have to trade Edwin the, po- well. the point of me proposing this Shane hypothetical has played <laughs> out before your eyes, guys. 
we're not. If Nick Crawl goes out and gets a starting pitcher for a prospect, CES, Novell Martin, whoever, CES. whoever, there's going to be half the half the Reds fan base super excited, half the Reds fan base losing their mind. It's a it's a tricky it's it's a minefield, and I'm curious to see what happens. Jacob, you're about to make a point. You said when we were talking about Jamison Talion that Cubs can overcome mistakes like that. They can. Because they you can. have deep pockets. Right. The Reds cannot. It's great. Trading a player like Noel B. Marte for a two-year rental of a starting pitcher, you cannot overcome that if it doesn't work. You can't do it. That's the difference. We are not the Yankees. We are not the Cubs. We are not the Dodgers. We cannot overcome ravaging the farm system for a one-year run. For what it's worth, the reason that the Cubs didn't sustain success is – because they gave away their farm system. The the Eloy Jimenez, Dylan Cease trade for Jose Quintana was terrible. Objectively. Glaber Torres for Aroldis Chapman worked out. Dodgers traded O'Neill Cruz and Jordan Alvarez. They don't even miss a beat. We trade guys like that. We are in the dumpster for a decade. But but my thing is we're we've already I mean, we're in the dumpster. We've still been in the dumpster. Work. The Reds, we, the, Nick Kroll has been so, here for so, five years. So why are you why are you wanting to not trust the process? Right. Quote quote unquote. Like you're getting you're getting there from trusting the process. Now you're like now you see the light out the end of the tunnel, and you're like let's roll and roll. You get a little taste of success, and you want to throw it all away. I think if you have two aces and there's an ace showing on the first three hands drawn in, in poker, you you go all in. Do you think that's what's? You think the Reds are? You think the Reds are pocket aces? I think I think they're close. I think they're pretty. You think close. they're pocket yeah. aces with Dreamweaver throwing every five yeah, days? I think they're. I think they're pretty close. Do I think they're better than the Atlanta Braves? They're no, J nine at no, best. No, I do not. Yeah, they are J nine at best. Can we're win. Mul- we're can win. You can win a lot of pots with J nine. I, th- I think but it's not pocket aces. Okay. The All Braves right. are pocket aces. Braves are pocket aces. And they've shown that they can win, and they know when to spend when it's time. So we'll see. I hope. I, I just hope this 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 sense of it's always about the future, it's always about the future, and it's never for the now. I hope that mindset changes eventually. I hope it does, and I've yet to see it. Fair so enough. We'll see. Fair enough. So the question asked, Brewer crew, we saw the first three games. Brewers took two of three in Milwaukee. Second set of three games starts this weekend. Great America. A few questions I got. One. Are the games all going to be sold out? I think they are. Yes. Secondly, how badly is it going to hurt the Cincinnati Reds if they lose this series to the Brewers? I don't think it knocks them out, but definitely puts them on the mat. Well, what's going to be tough is that there's a chance they have to play a doubleheader on Sunday. So then how does that affect the – I mean, the weather looks awful on Saturday. Mm. So then how does that affect – So I shouldn't go camping this the, weekend. The bullpen, yeah. <laughs> Do not go camping. Uh, yeah, weather looks horrific on Saturday. So, like, how does that affect, you know, if they have to play a doubleheader on Sunday with the, with the Reds and the pitching and the, and the bullpen? Like, that would stink. But what an ele- more electric way to spend a Sunday than a doubleheader awesome. Brewers-Reds out of Great American Ballpark. Saturday to get out. So, I, I, I've always been that the MLB should have more doubleheaders. I 100% agree. Like, like, the MLB should just take, like, Monday off and have one marquee game. Like, play Monday night baseball. And then every team plays a doubleheader on Saturday, on Sunday. That would be great. I think that'd be, be awesome. Awesome, not seven innings either. I want nine innings. No, 100%. I like the seven inning things. I do like the seven inning uh, doubleheader. But what was that sound? 
Throwing up in my mouth. Oh, okay. Uh, I will, and again, I hate to compare this team to the 2021 team, but it's it, truly I do think they're they are similar. They had the same they had the same scenario with Brewers before the All Star break, Brewers after the All Star break, and that in that in that situation they beat the Brewers three or four before the All Star break. They were swept at home against Milwaukee coming back from the All Star break, and I'd argue that that was the start of the collapse of that team. So I think this series is massive. This series is massive. It shows you can beat the Brewers, which again the Reds have not proven that often the last four years or so. So I, I think it's massive. I think it's massive. Is this the third biggest series of the decade against the Brewers? The third time we've had the biggest this series year. of the this, decade yeah. against the Brewers this year? Yeah, I would it say. Is. I think it is. <laughs> Unironic, if, you, if they get swept this series, it's bad. It's very we're in we're in trouble. But again, you circle back to the new schedule. You just don't play the Brewers again. Right. You can play them three more times. Like you can beat the other teams. Oh, this is the last time that they play the Brewers. No, no, no. At three home. more times. Then we okay, play okay. three yeah. in Milwaukee. When September, August? I believe September. Okay. No, no, no. Is I think it August? it's August. I thought it was. Is August. it August? Wait, wait. Who? August. Reds at Brewers. No, it's in like two weeks. Oh, yeah. Really? It's within twenty days. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. They have like two or three series in between. Wow. Yeah. It might even be before the deadline. Then even then. I think that makes the games a little less meaningful. I mean, you still want to win the games. You got to beat the Brewers, but if you have, it does stink. You have sixty games after the Brewers series. You remember they used to always stack your division games. Like you would, like your final nine games would be in division. Yeah, right. They did, and they did that on purpose. It was, it was beautiful. Right. God, that's well, there, there's there's trade offs, right? Yeah. With, with the new schedule, there, it goes. It's brew. It's Brewers at home. Giants at home. D-backs at home. Then they go to Milwaukee. 24th, 25th, 26th. They don't see the Brewers again. Wow. Losing five or six to the Brewers would be tough. Not ideal. What's the number? Three? What's the number? What do you mean? Now. Of, of the six games, what's the number that you need? They got to win the series is what you They mean. have to win the series. In defense of the uh, MLB. They win the season. If they go two and one, they're up two games, right? Yep. Okay. In defense of the MLB schedule makers and what maybe they thought the NL Central was going to look like. The Reds do play the Cubs four times, the Cardinals five, six, five times, and the Pirates three times in September. So, I mean, they do have a ton of division games. It's just okay. not against the Brewers. They just, they just didn't think that the Reds. They just were didn't think the Reds and Brewers were going to matter. Which they end the season in St. Louis, and yeah. what what a wild oh. turn of events! If I told you before the season that that. Final series between the Cardinals and the Reds was going to determine who won the National League Central. The first thing in your mind is like, I hope the Reds are spoilers. Hope they do spoilers. Yeah, that's crazy. It is wild. I think I'm going to that, that series. I think I'm going to that final series. Really? I love Bush. I hate, mm. hate the Cardinals, but mm. Bush Stadium is bonk, incredible. Paul, bonk. Bonk, baby. You, uh, you're the you're one. Who, you're the one. You're you're you said, mm. He said it. You balked him. He was he was talking about the stadium. The Paul. He was talking about the stadium. He said. You it. said. Mm. He said it. I'm just pointing it out. Did you guys ever hear? Have I ever told the story about how they named it Bush Stadium? So Budweiser owners, the Bush family, wanted to name their stadium Bush Stadium, or wanted to name their their stadium Budweiser Stadium, and they wouldn't let them. So then they said, "All right, we'll name this is like in the '50s, the original Bush Stadium." All right, we'll name our, our the Cardinal Stadium Bush Stadium, named after the family, not the beer, not Budweiser. A year after they built Bush Stadium, they started selling Bush and Bush Light. <laughs> Just circumnavigated it entirely, which is an incredible move by, That's great. by their owners. I would love that. It's 
fantastic. All right, is there any sports? I, I kept in the vault. Is there any sports being uh, played today? You can take the Gold Cup. You can take the U.S. Ugh. Love your country. Who do they play? God, great question. <laughs> Canada again? Panama. Panama? Is it Panama tonight? It is Panama tonight. I hope they play Trinidad again. Revenge I game. wish Tom would be here so I could say that I didn't know Panama was in was in Central America. So you'd be like, you think it was in Indonesia? Golly. I'm, I'm taking the USA Panama tie at plus 255. That's a good value there because ties always happen in soccer. Oh, Ricky Fowler plus 1,800 to win the Genesis Scottish Open. Ah. That starts. That, that, that starts. That starts tomorrow. That's your pick. No, he's out on Ricky. <laughs> no, he's out on the Rickinator. Oh, I think Ricky sucks, but I. I, <laughs> I did it. Yeah, I know. I just did it for the bit. Okay. No shtick Wednesday. Not we got great. the Barbasol. Barbasol. The what? Is that this weekend? Yeah. Wait, what's, what's the difference between the Barbasol and the Genesis Scottish? All the big names are at the Genesis Scottish. Yeah, there's not big names at the Barbasol. Because yeah, the Open's next week, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they're all over there. They're all okay. at Wimbledon. We got two WNBA games starting in a minute. Oh, oh boy. let's go, baby. Actually, oh, one. Do we want? Do we want the Dallas Wings or the Minnesota Lynx? Well, as as a Neither. Stars show, I think we got to stick with Dallas. But that's not the Stars. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't root for the Cowboys. <laughs> don't root for SMU. <laughs> There's no WNBA ties. You got to have something. Nothing fires me up like a little WNBA afternoon basketball on a Wednesday. You know what? Let's take the Aces minus twelve and a half over the Sparks. Tonight, like 10 p.m., great. lock into that one. Great pick. <laughs> really good. That's what we search for. Really good stuff there. Really the over good under? bet. 169 and a half. In what? In women's WNBA? Las Vegas Aces versus the Los Angeles Sparks. I don't know anything about the scoring. 169 and a half? Yep. That is the lowest over under offered today in the WNBA. Wow. That, wow. is, that is not true. The Dallas Wings and Minnesota Lynx are at 168. Don't let facts get in the way of good stories. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, that segment was sponsored by... Oh. <laughs> Where are we going to lunch? <laughs> Casey, I want, I, I, Casey want, I want Wingstop on there. I want Arby's oh, on man, there. Pits. I want the trampoline park on there. Just put the trampoline oh, yeah. park Did on you guys, there. One hour of fun and friendship. One hour of fun, but we Did don't. Did you guys friendship. just discover the trampoline park yesterday? Yes. He, Jacob if pointed we, it out. We sat outside at Firehouse and enjoyed the surroundings. If you had you to guess what former retail Wingstop. store it was. Wingstop. You want, to take a, you want to take a guess? What did he ask? I'm sorry. Uh, Ellie, the trampoline park. What former, what former major store? chain retail store was that trampoline park? Toys R Us is what I'm going to say. It was not Toys R Us. I'm going to say it. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Kroger's. No, that was not a Kroger. No, the Rural King took over the brother. Kroger. Oh, that's right. Rural King took over Kroger. Um, let me pick another. Rural King did not take over Kroger. The Kroger has always been where the Kroger is over here on the West Side. Rural King took it over. You can buy a tractor. Get your tractors. Now. Rural King um, took over Kmart. R.I.P. Kmart. Mm. I love Kmart. Big Lots is no longer around here on the and West we Side. Michaels. And we're, we're talking about, Michaels. we're talking about, Michaels. My, we're my guess, also Michaels. talking about Bridgewater Falls. We're talking about like the suburbs here, like of, of Hamilton. My guess is Michaels. Michaels? The answer was H.H. Greg. Was what? H.H. Greg. Oh, H.H. Greg. Mm. Like the Best Buy? Yeah. Like from like 30 years ago? All right. Uh, we need suggestions here. Wing stops on there? Yep. Gold Star, T-Bell. Arby's was brought up earlier. Arby's, Arby's Wendy's. Yeah, I could do Wendy's. Sonic. Wendy's. Do, no. Put Sonic, Put Sonic on for the fun. On the just for it's the no stick Wednesday. It's no stick Wednesday, but let's just do it for the fun. Let's just do it for the fun. 
That's no lunch. We had tuna lunches up there. Have a few laughs. It won't win. It won't win. Have a few laughs. All right. We got Sonic on there. Here we go. Paul's going to get... Dude, guys. I, at, if you go to Kroger here in Hamilton, the, the receipts are buy one, BOGO footlong conies from Sonic. Oh, God. Yeah. They also have $4 off of Hothead. Canes? 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 Raising? Canes. Neils. Oh, Neils. I could smack a Neils right now, yeah. Genus? That's not how you spell Neils. What? Genus? Genus. Oh, yeah, I haven't been to Genus in a long time. Sure. That's good. Looks That's like good. a good list. <laughs> I still think it's crazy that you guys have never heard of Rural King. I really hope we get Trampoline Park. Rural King. Oh, Trampoline Park oh! out. Didn't even let us think about it. That's a shame. I'll learn how to do a backflip there. Trampoline Park. <laughs> Here we go. We have to do a wheel of punishments one day. What? That's only you, That's dude. Only you. Why? You guys aren't fun. You guys aren't just not fun. You're a sadist. <laughs> Nobody wants to get punished. Elliot, Elliot clearly me besides Elliot. Elliot yes. Yeah. Elliot took I'll, the, be the best starting pitcher in the National League would would allow a run one inning of pitching. Listen, listen. You can't be the king of sticks if you don't if you don't live up to it, right? It's no stick Wednesday. Well, that's true. I broke that. And we're going to Sonic. Oh, I see Genus. Oh man, it's Genus. It's very exciting. I was just looking at a Snapchat memory last night. Of Genus? Yeah, of all of us at Genus. I was thinking we hadn't been there in a long time. <laughs> see you, Wingstop. A... Get out of my life. That's... You don't like Wingstop? Worst. Oh, I Never love had a good Wingstop. experience there. Really? I love Wingstop. Me up why can't, why can't they figure out fast food wings? No one can figure out fast food wings. It's a scam of the day. What, Wingstop? Wingstop's well, good. No, just pretty much any, like, main chain. They can't figure it out, can they? Like, no one can. The mango habanero wings at Wingstop are to die for. Great, little, good, little, lemon pep, little lemon pep on those? Elliot, I'm starting to think we shouldn't have put Sonic on those. Elliot, Sonic is hanging around entirely too this long is getting here. Right, hold on, guys. Positive vibes. We, we don't have to go to Sonic. Mouse Cop's, not, do we do Mouse Cop's not even here today. That's the funniest part. You don't think he'd know? Keep spinning. He'd know. Right, Sonic we're good. There we go. eliminated. Right. There we go. I like this. I like this trio. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, Reed. I don't know what Neil's is. It's the barbecue it's, it's place catty right cornered here. from. Oh, good looks. Is it open today? That is always a good question. <laughs> like there's a chance Neil's has no lunch. Arby's. Yes. Arby's. They have the meats. They Beef do. and cheddar. Elliot's got to get a sandwich wet. I can't wait to get chicken tenders there and have Reed look at me. <laughs> you love that sloppy roast beef. You got to get a wet. Do you not like Arby's? No, I do. But I, I probably will get chicken tenders. I do like their chicken tenders. Why would I look at you for that? I don't. Reed judges me a lot. So I, we'll see. I do actually judge people on what they eat, which is a terrible thing that I do. Yeah, I got to stop that. Got to stop that. Got to. All right, guys. This has been... Box Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. We'll see you on Friday. Who's taking the, the chat rankings this week? Can I do it again? Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about that. I'd like to do it again. You Anyone want to do it? I, me. I'd like to do yeah, it. Anyone. Fine. Anyone else? I, I'd like to do it. Paul, Casey. Guys over here, I'd like to do <laughs> it. Jacob. I'd like to do it. All right. I guess we're going to have to figure out when the show's over who's going to be doing the chat power rankings. Elliot right. will. Elliot will. Elliot's got the chat power rankings this Friday, so suck up to Elliot. 
He is a glutton for pain, so... Hit him with your car. It'll be first. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys. We'll see you on Friday.